0: And good afternoon, Western Massachusetts, on the Summary Wednesday. Hello, Dan Torres. Good afternoon, Buzz. How are you doing? Uh, You know, I'm always doing great when uh, Max Richman joins us because I'm uh, I'm always learning, which uh, even at my age keeps me young. And here on the phone with us, I think from D.C., is Max Richman, the president and CEO of the National... Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. Hello, Max.
1: Hello. uh, Thank you for those very generous comments. Yes, uh, I am in D.C. and in my office near Capitol Hill.
0: Well, um, the reason why we wanted to talk to you today is it appears finally, perhaps, maybe, sort of, kind of, we might be having some inroads being made in the arena of Medicare's ability to negotiate um, price for drugs with pharma. is it, Do I have that right?
1: You have that right, and, and I'm not surprised that you would put all those qualifying terms in, in your opening uh, because we have been working on this uh, uh, f- since 2003, since uh, Medicare added a prescription drug benefit at that time. And at the same time, it added that benefit. It, had, it included, the, the law that set it up included a specific prohibition uh, against uh, uh, having the government negotiate with the pharmaceutical industry for the best, best price. We've been trying to change that ever since 2003, all these years. And we've gotten close a few times. I think we're closer this time than we ever have been.
0: Well, let, let's, that's a great place to start. Um, I think listeners might be able to suspect, but let's just say, why do you think, from the outset, there was a prohibition against Medicare negotiating the price of drugs with pharma? Why does that exist?
1: Well, uh, well think about who benefits from that prohibition. It's not the consumer, it's not the Medicare beneficiary, it's the pharmaceutical industry that really can set the price hold hold the uh in this case a medicare beneficiary hostage when that law was uh working its way through the house of representatives as a bill i was in the gallery in the house watching the proceedings i left at about 1 in the morning i got up went home got up around 7 and uh, found out that sometime between one and seven, uh, that prohibition had been stuck into the legislation. The, the National Committee to Preserve Social Security wasn't in the room when that was done, when that deal was cut. The pharmaceutical industry clearly was, and it benefited them tremendously and has continued to benefit them and their bottom line ever since. But as you pointed out uh um, uh, the uh, Democrats, probably on a party line vote, um, have now uh, uh, the best opening I think they've had for all these years to change that pro- prohibition through uh, what's called reconciliation. It's a budget legislation that uh, it only uh, is available uh, rarely, but it is, it is available in the next uh, couple of months. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks it will be employed. And that allows certain measures that are approved by the parliamentarian that have a budget impact to be included in, in, rec- in what's called reconciliation. And I know uh, Majority Leader uh, Schumer is doing everything he can to make sure that this provision that would allow Medicare to negotiate the best price for prescription drugs with the manufacturers is included. This would go a long way towards making these important life-saving medications more affordable so that seniors aren't put in the position where they have to skip doses or Cut their medication in half, or or trade uh, um, medicine for food, or medicine for clothing, um, shelter. Uh, So it's an important it's it's an important step, and it would be a huge uh, win, not for necessarily uh, those who are voting for it, but a huge win for Medicare beneficiaries.
0: Yeah, let's. I mean, obviously, Medicare beneficiaries are. Uh, the oldest segment of society and their needs for prescription drugs tend to be greater as a class of citizens than any other class of citizens except for the you know, people who are disabled and, uh, and are uh, in, in need of drugs. So th- it's, a re- it's really important. I can't think, other than the greed of pharma, I can't think of another reason why. Uh, yeah. Legislators would have passed legislation that forbids negotiation for price. The the only re- I mean, it's not like there's some other ostensible benefit that consumers would garner if just because people just because it can't be negotiated the price, right? Yeah. I mean, it's only well, to benefit the benefit ar-
1: pharma. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to make their argument for them, but I'd like to dispel their logic, which is uh, they need to make these enormous profits in order to have the resources to do the research to bring these great uh, uh, life-saving drugs to market. But that's a phony argument. First of all, we know that a lot of the research is done by the federal government, paid for by the federal government, and uh, really a very small portion compared to their profits is plowed back into this uh, uh, research. Uh, it's, it is is about profit. It's about stock buybacks. It's about uh, compensation packages uh, for CEOs. It's about all these ads you see on television. I, I'm not sure about where you are right now, but you can't turn on television here in D.C. for more than an hour or so and not be bombarded by uh, ads.
0: No, that's true. Here and everywhere drugs. in the United States, I'm sure. And
1: and and those obviously whether on a cable or broadcast are very expensive and are designed to have consumers buy more drugs. Uh, so I don't buy their argument. Uh, it's the one they use, but I don't think it holds up uh, to scrutiny. And uh, uh, I think uh, uh, most people most um, uh, citizens would agree with me. And I've done, you know, Buzz, I've done hundreds of town hall meetings over the years, and when this subject comes up, the the audience is baffled, just like you pointed out. Why in the world would the government's hands be tied when it comes to uh, uh, providing medicine for those people who, in our country, that need it the most, probably, and that, and that is uh, seniors. And I should say, I mentioned that that benefits benefits would accrue to uh, seniors, also to the federal government. This Congressional Budget Office, uh, the last time this was on the verge of happening, the Congressional Budget Office estimated that the savings to the government. By getting a better price through negotiation, could be close to three hundred billion dollars over ten years. That's not pocket change. That's enough money, I think, and we and we hope would be re, re, uh, directed towards adding some benefits that you and I have talked about in the past that aren't included in Medicare right now, like dental, vision, and hearing. So there's a there are um, important ways that the ben- Medicare beneficiaries' would the lives would be improved by this uh, legislation, uh, as well as the budget implications, uh, which are positive, for the federal government.
0: Now, this um, proposal was part of the Build Back Better bill, wasn't it? That $2 trillion bill that President Biden proposed, and we were hopeful that be- because of um, uh, because of reconciliation, that we could possibly get that passed. Then wasn't this part of of that Build Back Better?
1: It it was, and it you it, know it hit a roadblock because Democrats couldn't get all fifty uh, Democrats in the Senate, and which would allow the vice president to break a tie. They couldn't get them on the same page. <clears throat> Not necessarily because of this prescription drug issue, but there are other climate issues, energy issues that were part of that package. But I know that from everything I've been reading and hearing people talk about, uh, uh, Senator Manchin, who had some problems, as you know, with uh, reconciliation when it was first uh, uh, being considered in the Senate, uh, he's apparently, from what I understand, on board with uh, this uh, uh, legislative um, uh, legislation dealing with uh, negotiating prescription drugs. Now, I just want to say also, it's not everything we wanted. Uh, uh, it's it staggered. Uh, it, uh, uh, it, it would allow negotiation of 10 drugs in 26, 15, and 27, 20, and 29. Uh, on the positive side, Uh, those, uh, the drugs are ranked by the total that is spent uh, for these drugs. So uh, we're going to be able to see selections made uh, from the highest ranking drugs, which means the ones that are most expensive and would have the biggest impact in terms of savings. So that's positive. Um, The, uh, uh, proposal that's been discussed for quite a while on insulin having it capped at thirty five dollars a month instead of three or four or five hundred dollars a month that a lot of people spend now on insulin that's not included in this package which is unfortunate and hopefully um, that can be worked out at a later date but it is not included in this package
0: So assuming that we and again for listeners, um, I think you said it, that right. as of right now, the filibuster rules that are not cons- in the Constitution or anywhere else are just Senate rules that were just created um, like they could be uncreated um, about filibuster requires a 60-vote supermajority for, for the passage of any uh, budget-related, I think it's it's spending or revenue or the federal debt limit. Those are the three things that can be dealt with, three areas that can be dealt with by reconciliation. My understanding is you can only pass one bill per year in each of those subjects for a maximum of three reconciliation bills per year, and this could be one of them. But you said that the parliamentarian has to agree. Uh, right. Why wouldn't before, the it, parliamentarian?
1: Well, bill? you know, it has to. It, it It's... it's uh, it's a complicated uh, a process that the Parliamentarian has to conclude that this has a certain budgetary impact that would allow it to be included. It can't be so extraneous from uh, the budget that it would uh, would not apl- would not apply uh, in in a reconciliation. because reconciliation doesn't require the sixty vote threshold to overcome a filibuster, just a majority. Which Democrats have with the vice president breaking a tie since it's a 50 50 uh, Senate. So uh, it is, it is in, uh, it's uh, my understanding is um, Senator Schumer, Leader Schumer, has uh, or has or is about to lay this before the parliamentarian. And, and I, I agree with you. I think that uh, the implications. Uh, On the budget are pretty clear, and uh, I I think, you know, if there were serious doubts that this would be could be part of reconciliation, I don't think we'd be getting this far down the road in terms of media attention and and uh, statements coming out of uh, the Senate Democratic leadership.
0: Mm. We are talking to Max Richmond about this important uh, glimmer of hope that we have that perhaps. Um, what everybody thinks is the most rational thing, the simplest thing, be able to negotiate for huge amounts of drugs that the government is buying through the Medicare program and uh, drug pricing. And um, despite the fact that common sense says, of course, politics says, slow down. It may or may not happen. We're going to come back and talk to Max about a number of things, including when would these negotiated prices take effect if we can make it happen right after these messages. Stay with us.
2: This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP.
3: Maura Healey
2: is the presumptive Democratic nominee for governor and who will be her running mate. Join us when we interview State Representative Dr. Tammy Govea, one of the three candidates for
3: Lieutenant Governor, who will be our guest Thursday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and
4: the Arts.
2: When somebody dies, even if it's somebody old or somebody sick and the family is expecting it, it's still a shock.
4: For the past 110 years, the Saluzniak family has opened the doors to their home for generations of Hampshire, Hamden, and Franklin County families, offering comfort and guidance when it's needed most. There's a certain assurance from knowing that for 110 years, four generations have offered caring help with honesty, integrity, understanding, and the highest standards. The Saluzniak family wants you to know they understand things may have changed, but their dedication to helping your loved ones in your time of loss has never never wavered, and it never will. They are here for you, taking every precaution, and will help you understand how you can pay tribute during this challenging time. Saluzniak Funeral Home,
2: up North Street, Northampton. Oh, people have always had a hard time saying Saluzniak. It seems that the CZ always gets
3: everybody. Saluzniak Funeral Home, Northampton. They're not easy to spell, but they are CZ to spell. A
5: lot of mattress stores, all they talk about is price sale 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 save 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 blah 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 i get it no one wants to pay a dollar more than you have to but what do you really know about mattresses are you an expert i'm not and i have a furniture store so i at least know a little hi it's robin from talon furniture we mostly sell therapeutic mattresses at Talon furniture not temperpedic. not trying to mislead you therapeutic the best mattress value i've ever found And believe me, I've looked around. Therapeutic mattresses are made in Brockton. I've walked the floor and it was reassuring because there's no toxicity, no off-gassing. Therapeutic mattresses are clean and made by fellow Red Sox fans. Play the sale, sale, sale game if you want. That's not for me. A therapeutic mattress from Talent Furniture is your best bet and best deal. Today, tomorrow, or whenever you decide to buy a new mattress.
4: Did you know that you can prevent domestic and sexual violence? You can Say Something. We all can Say Something. Together, we can do so much. Say Something is the domestic and sexual violence prevention program at Safe Passage. Join a prevention lab to build your skills and find opportunities to Say Something to prevent violence. Join us and help make your community safe and healthy for everyone. Get more information or sign up for a prevention lab at saysomethingnow.org.
6: Forbes Library Outreach Delivery Service caters to residents of any age who are homebound due to short or long-term disability in Northampton, Florence, and Leeds. A volunteer will deliver your specific requests or select materials for you based on your interests. We offer books, magazines, CDs, DVDs, and puzzles. Call 413-587-1019 or sign up at forbeslibrary.org outreach.
7: This is the
2: Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP.
0: And we are back with President Max Richman of the um, Committee to uh, Preserve Social Security and Medicare. I'm always so grateful that he takes time to explain rather complicated things that are going on, but he's right there in Congress watching it happen, talking to people who are making it happen. And here we're talking about the uh, prospect of Medicare finally being able to negotiate drug prices with pharma, uh, which they haven't been able to do heretofore and which perhaps they'll be able to do, they'll be, be able to get through the 60 vote requirement that filibuster causes by a reconciliation process. Max, you're there all the time and you watch this procedure happening all the time. How do you keep from getting frustrated?
1: Well, I, I I end up having a, a chance to uh, discuss this with with you and like-minded uh, people in the media, and it it, it it's a way to um, paint a complete picture, uh, talk about uh, this the, the uh, importance of the issue, and 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 try to help uh, uh, get consumers uh, involved especially with their member of Congress. We, I feel like uh, it, it, we have been able to – part of the reason we're so close to getting this accomplished, this price negotiation on prescription drugs, is that it's not just the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare, um, uh, AARP. It's has been a huge issue for them They've devoted a tremendous amount of resources countering some of the arguments that the pharmaceutical industry has used, and they've been able to uh, to not just use earned media, but paid media to get the word out. We've been doing a lot of uh, earned media and been in contact with our members around the country. and. Uh, uh, I think the word has gotten out, and I think it's, it's uh, gotten to the point, especially to get 50 senators on the same page, which uh, you know, didn't look like it was going to happen for quite a while. But um, it, it appears that, uh, that we're on the verge of getting the, the, the number of votes we need in the Senate um, with the vice president's tie-breaking vote to, uh, to, get, to get this done.
0: Well, I know it shouldn't um, uh, be—we shouldn't have to rejoice when we have a glimmer of hope on something as important and impactful as this. But when uh, time and time again we find people who uh, are—their job is to represent the interests of Americans who seem not to care about the interests of Americans, it it feels— Awful, and so every once in a while, there's something like this, which is clearly going to benefit a lot of people, including every taxpayer. I mean, government shouldn't have to pay um, be, be gouged in the prices that it, 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 it uh, that are paid. Yeah, it's yeah just crazy. I, As
1: I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, uh, the savings, according to the Congressional Budget Office, the last time this it may be a little different because some time has passed and. Uh, I'm not sure how what drugs were being looked at in the uh, the last time around, but it was close to 300 billion dollars over 10 years that would be saved by the federal government.
0: It's a third of a trillion dollars. That could about almost money. pay what I paid for gas this week.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> it's, pain, it's painful to think about that. It is, but it, it would pay. It would. It would pay at least an installment to uh, help uh, cover the cost of some necessary improvements in the Medicare program. Vision, dental, hearing are not included. I find a lot of people wait to uh, have uh, attention paid to those needs until they get to Medicare, assuming Medicare will help pay for vision, dental, and hearing, and it doesn't. So, you know, we're hoping that if this gets through, Uh, we can work on applying some of those savings to those important benefits that are not currently part of the Medicare program.
0: Well, really quickly, because I know you have to run, what can listeners do to facilitate this?
1: Make sure your member of Congress knows how important it is. Uh, You know, I think the uh, the delegation from where you are is pretty much on board.
0: Uh, yeah, I think Jim McGovern and Richie Neal are on board. Our senators absolutely. are, are marking absolutely and, and,
1: and absolutely. Uh, yes, thank them. Well, thank them for 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 persevering. Uh, I know uh, I know those uh, members of Congress pretty well, especially uh, uh, McGovern and, and and Chairman Neal. They've been. And they're key players. As the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, in the case of Congressman Neal, and and the Rules Committee, in case of uh, McGovern, and I know uh,
0: Elizabeth Warren uh, and, and, and Ed Markey Elizabeth Warren,
1: coming. Ed Markey have been committed to this for a very long time. So thank them for sticking with it and not and not um, uh, giving up and despairing of getting this done because they've been. They've, there's a lot of vaccine movement that gets something like this to the place where we're at now and and, uh, your uh, delegation there the ones we just talked about uh, have been key players in that
0: Uh, well and the other thanks the the other people that we have to thank are you Max Richman and um, he his organization is the Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare every one of us is in your uh, it owes you a debt of gratitude, and um, we should support the committee in every way that we can, folks. It's really important to all of our well being. Max, thank you so much for what you do every day. Thank you for joining thank us you. today.
1: Thank you. and Thank you for the kind words.
0: My pleasure. We will be back with Nan Parati and her guest, Alex Euris, the co founder uh, and director of business development for X Charge Energy, an electric vehicle fast charging and energy. Storage Solutions Provider. We'll be back with Nan right after these messages. Stay with us.
7: Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do.
0: This
2: is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP.
5: The afternoon buzz is brought to you by Lundgren, family run since 1964. Greenfield's largest automotive group is the place to buy your next Honda, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram. Experience it in Greenfield.
6: For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. The Eversource Gas Expansion Project in Springfield and Longmeadow is getting opposition from local lawmakers. Several lawmakers, including Senator Eric Lesser, have written a letter to the Massachusetts Environmental Policy Act office in opposition to the proposed Western Mass Gas Reliability Project. The new line would be constructed underground in streets between Longmeadow and Springfield. The lawmakers in opposition say they're concerned the project would, quote, degrade air quality and increase the risk of fire and explosions in the community. The Special Commission on Rural School Districts is calling for a major funding increase of at least $60 million. Members, which include co-chair Natalie Blay, say the money is needed to deal with issues like transportation, enrollment, and costs related to school choice and special education. The previous rural school aid was only $4 million. The commission, also co-chaired by State Senator Adam Hines, was founded as part of the Student Opportunity Act to identify issues in rural education and to present solutions to the legislature. Mediation is being sought to help with contract negotiations for the Amherst Regional School Committee. The committee issued a statement saying they're at a stalemate with the Amherst Pelham Educators Association. Some issues include compensation increases and funding for existing programs and staff positions. The union is disputing an impasse, noting several tentative agreements that have been reached, and say the request for mediation came out of the blue. And good news if you were hoping for an even bigger Mega Millions jackpot. No one won Tuesday night's drawing. The new jackpot will be 480 million. The next drawing will be Friday night.
8: Dry today with mostly sunny skies. Warm with temperatures in the upper 80s to near 90. Partly cloudy tonight with lows near 60. Next chance of showers coming Thursday. I'm Nick Oresco on 101.5 WHMP.
2: the western mass business show with local dynamo tara brewster saturdays at 11 and sundays at two only on whmp
3: brought to you by business west the vital business news in western mass is in business west
2: the western mass business show with tara brewster whmp
9: Hello, this is Linda DeGillis, Vice President and Trust Officer at Greenfield Savings Bank Wealth Management and Trust Services. Many of our customers are surviving spouses who have found themselves suddenly in charge of their household's financial savings and investments, which had previously been handled exclusively by their late spouse. A number of our female customers have told us that one of the reasons they moved their accounts to GSB Wealth Management and Trust Services was because they felt patronized or talked down to by their spouse's financial advisor. At GSB Wealth Management and Trust Services, our team of professionals will always treat you with respect and compassion. If you are looking for portfolio management, estate settlement services, or trust services, please call us, Greenfield Savings Bank Wealth Management and Trust Services, at 413-775-8335. That's 413-775-8335. Or stop into any GSB office or contact us online through the Wealth Management section at greenfieldsavings.com. Thank you.
2: This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5. Welcome back to the Afternoon Buzz. Thank
0: you for joining us. Those of you who are just joining us, thanks for returning. Those of you who are returning, you know, Dan? Yes, morning I woke up, I was full of energy. You were full of energy. And now I feel a little tired. How does one store that kind of energy? Can you answer that for me? High energy buzz. <laughs> Maybe Nan Parati can answer that question. Can you tell me how to store energy?
10: I don't know anything in the world about it, but I've got the most interesting person in the world. And you've heard me now say this. This is true. I have with me today Alex Urist, who knows all about energy. And he. we've just been sitting out there talking, and it's so fun. And if I still owned a restaurant, I would be hooking up with Alex saying, give me what you got. Alex, what do you do?
11: Right on. Um, I'm Alex Hearist. I co-founded a company that manufactures EV chargers, but specifically DC fast EV, chargers. EV electric vehicles. Electric vehicle chargers, right. correct. Right. Yep. And we manufacture chargers that are akin to a Tesla supercharger, something that's going to charge your car in 30 to 40 minutes, but instead of like an eight hour charge, like you'd have at home, but also is natively applicable to the US electrical grid. So... Doesn't need anything else. You can just plug and play right into about ninety-five percent of commercial locations. Man,
0: what the heck did he just say?
10: He just said, "Okay," because I've been reading so much, and we were just talking about how we both love languages. So I will now translate what he just said to you to everybody, (laughs) because um, I've been reading about how hard it is if you have an electric vehicle to charge it. It takes so long. You can't find a place to do it. It's so expensive. It's so difficult. But Alex is all about making this for the real person. And in fact, I looked at the video that he sent me from his company. And like I said, if I still owned a restaurant, I would get one because it's something you can plug in to your very own place, your restaurant, and it will charge the car really fast.
0: So does this, Alex, does it matter if it's... A 20-amp, a 40-amp, a 60-amp? How does that work?
11: Exactly, yeah, absolutely. So it's a 208 VAC native uh, unit. And Goes, you'll have to explain to listeners what yeah, we're Yeah, absolutely. About. So the U.S. electrical grid is based off a 110 AC system. The world and is based off a 240 AC system.
0: Like my dryer. <laughs>
11: exactly, like your dryer. So you need to get the special plug put in in order to be able to convert that electricity to get up to the 240 standard that you need for that dryer, right? But
0: No, a, that's volts exactly okay now
11: so for our chargers instead of needing you know the global standards of what's currently available on the market is manufactured abroad right they're installed in europe they're installed in china apac different electrical standards from the u.s we came up with electricity first unfortunately we're also stuck with the archaic electricity or you know electrical grid that we currently have today chargers in the market right now, require step-up transformers, right? You need to convert your electricity that you're running at a business. Um, generally, you know, your 110 AC system, three phase, 208, you're going to... AC use, means alternating, alternating current. Alternating current versus direct current, which is right. DC. At the, you know, at a restaurant, at a hotel, hospitality, you know, you don't want to put that capital infrastructure cost into a new transformer, new electrical grid, or new uh, electrical system at your you know, location, it's a huge cost. It's going to lengthen the time that you're going to make your money back off of even offering this as a service there. So what we've done is designed a product that doesn't require that transformer. You can directly plug it into, you know, your current breaker system. You may need to change a breaker just to up the amp- amperage of service. Um, By breaker, you mean circuit
0: breaker down in that box in everybody's cellar. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. exactly.
11: Um, and, you know, this is, just to clarify, really geared towards you know, hospitality, service, if I'm a coffee shop owner, uh, you know, this is something that we could add on site so that when somebody's coming in to drink a cup of coffee for 30 to, you know, an hour hanging out with somebody else, they can also charge up their car and have an opportunity to, you know, get juice while they're getting juiced.
0: Does it depend on whether their particular electric vehicle, what kind of amperage they need? Great question. So on the on the electrical. So, could you explain what an amperage is, means?
11: So amperage is just kind of like the uh, amount of voltage that can go into the car at a given time, right? So on the electric vehicle side, that's controlled by their own integrated systems. A lot of people think that from a charger, you need a, a higher output charger, right? The current US uh, you know program towards electrical or towards the electric vehicle infrastructure development is geared towards a 165 kilowatt output charger. That's a lot of juice. Most cars are not going to take that much juice for a consistent charge period. What we need is more chargers, not ones that are higher voltage, right? So if you're putting in a 165, just for example, 165 kilowatts into the car, it's only going to take that amount of, you know, amperage at the beginning of the charge cycle for about one to two minutes of that charge. Afterwards, it's going to go down to a more steady rate typically somewhere around like 60 to 70 kilowatts, um, and then even lower, you know, as it charges up, just based on the load cycle for the battery. That's all controlled by the car, not the charger.
0: So how have you made it so that energy can be stored? So that's the second product
11: that we're working on and currently in production. We have one of the, you know, high capacity charger Um, along with battery backup system. Um, So these are battery integrated chargers. Those chargers will charge during off-peak hours and then distribute electricity during peak hours so that you can save money on the electricity that you're vending. Also serves as a
8: battery backup unit as well. Uh, Dan has a question. Go ahead, Um, how did you get started in this? Let's <laughs> let's go back here, yeah. and, and it's like, yeah. how, were you always interested in electrical vehicles? How did you get into the field? Definitely. So
11: I came in by way of my business partner, Atish Patel. Um, he's now president of XCharge uh, Energy USA. We co-founded a company two years ago called Kern Electric, which was geared towards creating this or solving the same issue. Right. Atish's family is from the hospitality industry. They own a number of hotels across the midwest um, they were evaluating whether to put in you know chargers at their units trying to determine if they were going to be able to make money off of it um, and just what was on the market was not something that was cost effective so atish wrote a white paper uh, pulled me in or actually contacted my brother first uh, my brother told me about the idea i said man <laughs> i want in so <laughs> um, i got linked up with atish my background is in international business between the U.S. and China, uh, first and foremost. So my undergrad was studying Chinese and economics out in Kenyan College, worked and lived in Beijing after I graduated. I've always had you know, a, a taste or an interest in doing business with China and the U.S. We first contacted a few contract manufacturers in China, led to a relationship with XCharge. XCharge is a fully developed entity with over 40,000 chargers globally. We established a local entity in the U.S. under the XCharge name. By way of our old company, okay. All
0: right. Uh, sorry, I, 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 needed, <laughs> yeah.
10: I needed to know how this uh, how Absolutely, got I mean, right, yeah. right,
0: right, right. Um, I'm sorry, Nan. We're not giving you yeah. a that go ahead, is Nan. totally
10: fine. I'm. I don't know so, too much about this, so I told them. Well,
0: I don't either. It. So I'm trying to. Yeah. Uh, I'm especially <laughs> trying to focus on the hospitality connection here, which I didn't <laughs> know from the brief <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of description of X Charge Energy. And what it does but I think it's something like this if I have an electric vehicle it has a limited range some of them are as little as like 30 40 miles the ones that you ride around in town if you're lucky enough to live in town and then you'll never have to run out of energy because you don't go that far and then you plug it in all night and it's fine others go like 260 or even 500 miles and they need a big charge so when they stop at a hotel they really have to be ready to drive the next day for the long tour that they're on for... We're about to go to North Carolina. Right. So that's, I don't know how many Do miles. Do you have an electric car? We don't. huh. We wanted to, right. but uh, the cost of building the garage uh, <laughs> exceeded... <laughs> we built a garage so we could house our electric car, and here we are uh, <laughs> because of the supply chain costs. So we're putting it off till next year. It, but and, 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 uh, well, I just wanted okay. to say that... Um, what you're saying, I think, is that you have figured out a way that everybody can have their car charged while they're sleeping at the hotel room because you have a better charging system. In
11: in part, so the the chargers that would be that overnight charge are widely available actually at a lot of hotels. That's what we call a level two charger. Um, it's typically somewhere from like 10 to, I I would say, I should say 12.5 kilowatts to uh, around 17 or uh, 25 that's gonna be something that's gonna charge your car in like eight hours. Um, our chargers, and the reason we target the hospitality industry is there are hotels everywhere. And there are hotels especially everywhere along major highways and major interstates and major major travel corridors across the US. We don't wanna reinvent the wheel in terms of how to put that infrastructure in. Um, we wanna repurpose land that's already available lots that are generally unoccupied that need more capacity and give people an opportunity to make money off of land they already own and electrical infrastructure that's already in place.
8: And the advantage that you would offer uh, individuals is you would be able to charge their car within half an hour to an hour instead of the usual eight hours that is ubiquitous currently in the infrastructure.
3: From a level advantage. two. Yeah. From, from a level, a level two, two,
8: are you a level two?
11: We're a level, three? Th-
8: it's technically a level three charger,
11: a uh, DC okay. fast charger. The There are DC fast chargers available, yeah. but back to that other point I'd mentioned, <laughs> requires a lot of, you know, requires a step up transformer to get the voltage out. Yeah, uh, Requires additional infrastructure that has to be put in, in place to... Do you,
8: do you have major competitors already? I mean, is this an interesting space? So
11: to... not as much on the 208 volt solution. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are competitors. Sure. We integrate interestingly in that like... You know, some of the major players you might hear: Electrify America, Blink, uh, right. EVgo. You know, any of these what we call charge point operators or yeah. CPOS. Um, we can sell our hardware to them. They can yeah. use our hardware and then install that still under their charging network. But we also can go direct to a hotel owner. We have a charging management system. They can operate that charger via our software as well. But you know, we have a number of different opportunities in terms of who we can work with and what channels we can go through. I yeah. see.
0: Well, Nan Parati's interesting thing mm-hmm. this week mm-hmm. is Alex Uris, the co-founder and director of business development for X Charge Energy and for Current Electric, along with these uh, partner Adish Patel. We're going to come back and talk. And I have specifically a question about whether or not the $7.2 billion in the infrastructure bill, um, which is aimed at providing more chargers across the United States so we could promote the electric vehicle industry, What impact that may or may not have on uh Alex Eurist's uh burgeoning business? We'll be right back with Alex and with Nan right after these messages. Stay with us.
2: This is the afternoon buzz with Buzz Eisenberg,
6: 1015
9: WHMP.
7: I'm not sure if opposites attract, but most couples differ greatly in their views about household finances. I'm Frances Rayum, The Money Doctor, with Hug Your Money. Money is a very volatile topic, and most seem to either argue about it or rarely discuss it. A sort of division of labor emerges, one partner becoming the steward of household finances, the other less directly involved. This arrangement may work until a stressor is introduced—college expenses, budgeting issues, impending retirement, etc. That's when sparks can fly. Each person's perspective is quite different, and it's likely only a short-term solution, if any, will arise. The Hug Plan presents an easy-to-follow, long-term solution that helps get both partners on the same page, alleviating stress and inspiring them to manage their finances successfully. I'm Francis Ray. i The Money Doctor. We now offer advanced tools and financial coaching using our patented system, all under one umbrella. For more information and to schedule your free consultation, visit our website at hugyourmoney.com.
3: Martha Graham, Mum and Chance, Blind Boys, Cherish the Ladies, Peking Acrobats, Ukraine Philharmonic, Nikki, and Stomp, all on their way to the UMass Fine Arts Center. Mum and Chance in their 50th year. Cherish the Ladies, A Celtic Christmas. The Martha Graham Dance Company with the Lost Graham Masterwork Canticle for Innocent Comedians. Snarky Puppy unleashes their ferocious improvisation. Nikki shines a ray of pop sunshine. And Gina Chavez blends the sound of the Americas with tension and grace dance classical jazz theater plus performances you just can't categorize stomp arrives for three performances head-turning trumpeter sean jones leads his quartet on stage plus visits the umass high school jazz festival plan now for a season of uplifting arts performances go to the umass fine arts center website for the full calendar and tickets
4: the Paul Parent Garden Club, every Sunday, 6 to 8 a.m. Brought to you by Winesick Nursery, locally owned and operated since 1954. Visit Mike, Amity, John, and the rest of the team at Winesick Nursery, Route 9 in Hadley, and online at winesicknursery.com. Using WIC is easier than ever. You can use the WIC
6: card instead of checks for your food purchases. WIC is a free nutrition program that helps working families stretch their food budget and make healthy choices. Visit us at mass.gov/wic. Brought to you by the Massachusetts Department of Public Health's WIC Nutrition Program.
2: This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 1015 one five And we are
0: back with Nan Parati's weekly interesting thing. The interesting thing's name is. Alex Uris, <laughs> he's the co-founder and director of business development for XCharge Energy, along with his partner, Adish Patel, um, who I think Alex co-founded Current Electric along with with a- with uh, Along Adish. with my
11: brother and our other co-founder, Elliot.
0: So but, many yeah. founders here. <laughs> so this is a story that was recently told to me, a true story that was recently told to me. Um, I I know D.C. pretty well. I've spent a lot of time down there. And a friend was uh, going down, took his family on vacation. They were going to go see the, the African-American Museum and, and spend a weekend at uh, D.C. And they got stuck in Beltway traffic, which anybody who knows Beltway, that's what happens. And sometimes it's just so awful. It on this particular day, it was four and a half hours. And when they finally got up to where the gummed up traffic was, there were two traffic cops directing traffic, and there were seven cars dotting the highway because it was a really hot day down in D.C. The electric vehicles were running for three hours. Oh my God. There was no place to charge, and they just went dead. And so they had to be towed to a charge, and the cops were trying to navigate the tow trucks coming in the wrong way on a one-way beltway to pick up these cars and get them out of the way because it was only two lanes at that point. If anybody knows the beltway, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, $7.2 billion for chargers, and you're talking about where to position the chargers to make it convenient for people like those unfortunate people who had to get off the highway, find a way to get a charger, and their cell phone told them there was no charging station in the near, few, in the near distance, right? Yep. That's what you're talking about. Talk to us about how you're going to solve that problem. Absolutely. So
11: the 7.2 billion dollars has a goal for 500 thousand chargers by the year 2030. Um, That's kind of like the underlying fact of what they're trying to address.
0: Will that be enough?
11: It it, it'll part get us there if the split is enough of DC fast chargers. Um, and DC not Washington, but direct (laughs) direct (laughs) current, direct (laughs) current, direct current fast chargers instead of the uh you know those other ones that we were talking about the level two, um, slower chargers. We can have plenty of those. Those are great to get you up to juice for 100% when you're on your way to go. But what we need is not necessarily higher output chargers, but just more chargers. We need more DC fast chargers around to give people a quick sip of juice, as opposed to the rationale that you need to juice up fully when you go to a charging station. Um, you're going to have your most efficient charge within the initial charge cycle of when you plug in. It's going to be at max output for the first one to two minutes, depending on the you know capacity your battery's at. It's going to be a lot more efficient for you to get quick sips along the way and continue on your route, as opposed to stopping at one. If we don't have enough chargers, you know, spread out across the U.S., you have to stay
0: in one place, and somebody else is waiting for
11: you. Exactly, and somebody else is waiting for you. And then, are you going to wait thirty minutes for somebody to get off the charger, only to wait another thirty minutes to get on a charger?
0: Well, any of us I know that you, Nan, you just uh, you go. Uh, you're going to Newport mm-hmm. to the Jazz Festival. Yes, real soon. It's Friday. Friday, mm-hmm. and so you're going to be driving on ninety. You're right and then take 495 south probably, yep, right? Right. And you're gonna stop at one of those service areas and you're gonna see 20 pumps mm-hmm. for gasoline. Right. And so I'm asking uh, you, Alex, how many pumps are there gonna be for electric chargers?
11: Hopefully we can get up to 20 pumps on the service areas as well. Um, a lot of that depends on the that infrastructure bill. There is a mandate for those chargers to be a 165 kilowatt output. Means that those are a much higher juice um, back on the first segment that we were talking about, you know, that requires extra infrastructure that acquire requires extra funds that are going to need to go into putting those chargers in and at the ultimate goal. And this is one of those things that I always drive back to ultimate goal of transferring or, you know, converting over to electric vehicles is that it's a sustainable energy source, right? It's something that's not going to create more wastage. If we're going to pump extra money and materials into putting in these transformers, Right. For a unit that could be something that's a lower voltage, but we just have more of them for pretty much the same cost, allowing for that rationale of just quick sips along your way compared to one spot where you're just using a fully.
0: It makes a lot of sense. But I know when we um, when when Nan goes to Newport this Friday mm-hmm. um, and she's in line to get some gas, mm-hmm. it's going to take the person in front of her about three minutes to put their credit card in and to and get their car filled and then to drive off. But if they were spending 45 minutes on a pump in order to, that's not a sip. That's a full drink of water. Totally.
11: Totally. No, that's a full drink of water and maybe maybe an extra bottle in there too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the solution to that. Again, it's just more chargers and spread out, right? If you miss this charging station or you have enough juice to get to the next one. And they're all, the great thing about charging is it's all internet connected. It's OCPP enabled, essentially there's a protocol there that the chargers communicate with, uh, you know, the Internet. Internet can then ping that to a map and tell you what charger is going to be closest to you that you can get to,
8: whether it's occupied or not occupied. Buzz, this is the interesting thing with Nan Parati. I think it means that she has to ask a question.
10: No, <laughs> no. You guys, I, I just, I just want to pick on Buzz. Any
8: opportunity, you are so sweet. Any opportunity I get to, <laughs> to pick on Buzz, I take advantage of. You are, bless your heart, who you're could, so sweet. And you have exactly it. two minutes. Okay,
10: cool. <laughs> Because the thing that I want to say as a former business owner y'all all y'all former I mean, y'all present business owners the thing that is exciting is you can do this it's not that expensive you said you make your money back like in two years or something off of this until so you could do it have it at your business get more customers in and really contribute to the positivity of the world
11: absolutely yeah so the barrier to entry for our products is much lower than you know what what else is out there um, the return on investment you'll make your money back within two to three years. That's estimating for about three charges a day uh, on your charger. If you're a cafe owner, especially, I'll tell you, you're going to way exceed that. Um, you'll probably make your money back within 1.5 to two, two and a half years. You know. Um, so if
8: somebody's interested in getting in touch, mm-hmm. how do they do that?
11: Was, they can shoot me an email. Um, What's your email? Alex.eurist. U-R-I-S-T.
10: And spell spell the whole thing.
11: Oh, yeah. A-L-E-X dot U-R-I-S-T at X-Charge, X-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com.
10: Yeah, and then go, I also, I went to the website, and I don't know squat about anything when it comes to science. Any, I don't do that. I do creativity stuff, right? But I even understood it. I watched the whole thing. I watched the video. I, I read it. I got it, and I got excited, and I got a big gas gas on truck just because that's what I have right now. But um, it was really cool. So I was really excited to meet Alex and find this stuff out. And uh, like I said, if I still owned a business, I'd be getting one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds that's what we need. We need a lot of people to be getting them. Because right now, I don't know where all the juice, uh, the greatest number of juicer is in a synagogue. Other <laughs> than that. Are you juicing, Buzz? Is that what you're talking <laughs> <laughs> about? Sounds like I am. <laughs> This is great. Nan Parati, thank you so much for bringing Alex to us. Yes. I learned a lot.
10: Yeah. This is cool.
0: What do you think, Dan? You did great,
10: Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> i think I'm I've been...
8: kid, You know why I'm, I'm, I'm picking on Buzz? Why? And this guy is about to enjoy his vacation. I know. A little bit of time.
0: Who could blame you? Yeah, right? there you go. Now's the time. I'm going to be in the studio
8: out. working hard while Buzz <laughs> is going to be on a hammock somewhere. <laughs> right. Drinking uh P- pina colada <laughs> drinking <laughs> juices, <laughs> right?
0: I only wish the only thing that's missing is I wish I could fire Dan, but I can't. <laughs> so uh,
8: yeah, you're almost there, Buzz. I mean, not
0: there yet. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good luck to you and your par- all your partners, right, right. all your co-creators. Yes. And Nan, have a great time. Are we going to hear from you at Newport?
10: I'll be there. Yeah, I'm talking to all kinds You'll of be interesting. Be there people. at Newport Jazz Festival, mm-hmm.
0: my fave. Yeah. All right. Everybody else. Have a great cooling off tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock.
2: This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP.
6: Imagine working hard for so many years and reaching your retirement only to find out there's an issue with your pension or 401k. Unfortunately, it's a problem too many Americans face. The New England Pension Assistance Project can help you get the benefits you've earned by providing free legal help. Contact the New England Pension Assistance Project at 888-425-6067 or visit them online at pensionhelp.org slash newengland. A public service from the U.S. Administration on Aging's Pension Counseling and Information Program.
5: Grow Food Northampton. The
2: only live and local local talk talk in the Valley and for the Valley. WHMP Northampton, WHMQ Greenfield, a Northampton radio group station.
10: It's five.